I'm Mandy B. Anderson, and you're listening to the She Who Overcomes podcast, the weekly show that helps you spark hope and creativity for your life and business. In case we've never met before, I'm the chief creative officer and a leadership coach at a company called Rayma Team. I love coffee dates and books, stiletto shoes, running, kayaking, and I just happen to be living with a disease called cystic fibrosis. I'm sharing my story as well as the stories of people from around the world to help you rise up with hope-filled action. Grab your coffee and let's hang out. Hey, Overcomers, welcome back to another episode. I am honored to introduce you to my guest today. I actually met her about a year ago at, I think, the Women's Business Summit in North Dakota. And mm-hmm. she has just been a wonderful mentor and um, new friend that that we have connected with over the coaching industry and our love of shoes and, and glasses. And so I want to introduce you to Kim Nagel. And Kim is a keynote speaker, a business coach, and an author. So welcome to the show, Kim. Oh, thank you, Mandy. And I'm fine. I'm so glad we finally get to do this. We, you know, we it's just all about persistence. We had a yes. couple failed attempts with me being in the wrong city. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> let's get let's get real. I was in the wrong city. And but we you persisted and here we are and that's that's kudos to you and and a testament to women entrepreneurs. That's mm-hmm. what we're all about is persistence. Absolutely. And what a year to persist, right? If there ever was oh, one. Oh gosh, yes, 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 absolutely. <laughs> well, I want to give you an opportunity, Kim, to to tell us a little bit about what your background is and what your story is and how you ended up uh, in the coaching industry and doing what you do. And then we'll just kind of dive into things because I do want to talk about your new book and your, your upcoming coaching program and all of that, because it's fascinating and something that so many of us can, can really, uh, glean some wisdom from as well. So let's, let's dive into who Kim is. Well, I think over the time that we're together today, you're going to find out who Kim is in in other ways. And I'm excited for that. I'm, I really am glad that the way you put this together is in an authentic manner. So people, so people see the people behind the glasses, they they see the, they see that that we're real. And and that in fact, you know, it's a journey. And and so my journey actually starts as an entrepreneur, uh, just a quick, uh, Quick brief, I am the youngest of seven, and that'll teach you to be entrepreneurial. I'll just tell you. It'll teach you to, uh, you know, we, I didn't grow up with a lot. Uh, my parents were great. Uh, always, uh, one of the words that I heard all the time, you know, if I would ask for something, they would say, how are you going to get that? Instead of, you can't have that, or that won't work. Or it's how are you going to do that? So I got I need to and I haven't ever done this before, Mandy, in a uh, in a live setting, uh, given shout out to my parents to just uh, say that those very words were really the start of my entrepreneurial journey. And so when I needed a pair of blue jeans, because any teen angel's got to have a pair of blue jeans, I was 14 years old, not going to wear those Kmart special stirrup pants ain't happening. I started my first business. And from then, I kind of, I got the drift that if you paid attention to what people are doing out there, what they need, what they want, and you start learning to match your skills with that, that is where the entrepreneurial journey starts. But it's only where it starts. So every business, almost every business starts with solving somebody's problem or a problem in the world. That's just the way businesses start. Uh, but what you do from there is what makes you entrepreneurial. And we talked, you know, we talked about persistence, you know, that persistence of getting after it. So I've started five of my own businesses. I do have degrees in business. I also have a degree in English and theater arts and four college credits in sword fighting and juggling, which I credit really, you know. <laughs> I got, yeah, yeah. Because you know, we, we're out there swashbuckling through this whole entrepreneurial journey. We're out there juggling. We've got families. We've got uh, children, grandchildren. We've got uh, significant others. We've got lives, and we're juggling. So, I, tongue in cheek, yes, I can juggle. But 
uh, truly, this is the journey of learning how to create, you know, keep all the balls in the Mm -hmm. air, swashbuckle your way through. It is truly the journey. So um, I have owned uh, a retail store. I've owned a uh, property preservation business. I've owned a uh, interior design workroom. That was one of my larger businesses. I owned that in Bismarck back in the 80s. And I, uh, you know, so I've, I've walked my way through it. I always say the, the one I'm in right now, and I probably said that when I was in any of those other ones, is my favorite. But this is where I'm at now with Upgrow Business International really has kind of brought me full circle with all of those lessons learned from those businesses, from the, you know, stupid moves, smart moves, failures, successes. It's brought me to where now I, I have... I can take those lessons learned and be somebody's guidebook. And I, that was a new thing for me of looking at my lessons as maybe they are somebody else's guidebook. Uh, not to say, don't do what I did, but just here's, here's how you can come through this because we truly are all living, uh, we're, we're running our businesses. In the book, I talk about it's right in the introduction. We run our businesses in the midst of our very real lives with all the things that swirl in and out. And uh, if we don't design our businesses to fit our lives rather than try to fit our lives into our business, that's the biggest mistake to me. To me, and it, it, it was a hard lesson learned, was the biggest mistake uh, I've ever made mm-hmm. uh, is when I let my life crash. Mm-hmm. because of a business when I knew I could make them both work together if I really mm-hmm. was deliberate about it. So in a nutshell, that's that's me. I am a grandma. I love being a grandma. I have no, you know, I have five teenage daughter, granddaughters who are have entrepreneurial spirits. I have three very entrepreneurial kids who all own their own companies and, you know, some days, yeah. I, could they have taken an easier path? Yeah, maybe. But I wouldn't have their journey any different than the one they're on. So I love that. Me. I love what you said about how our stupid moves and our lessons learned can eventually become a guidebook. And mm-hmm. I want to talk about that guidebook in just a moment because you've created one. And mm-hmm. um, the question that I like to ask every guest is if you were a shoe, what would you be? And what story do you think that tells about you? (laughs) Oh, you mentioned when we first started that, yeah, we have an affinity for shoes. We're shoe sisters. I would be a leopard print boot with three-inch heels, not those spiky stiletto kind of heels. They would be solid, hardcore, three-inch mountain climbing boots. Yeah, three inch heels with mountain climbing. So therein lies the story. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm short. I'm only five foot two, kind of low to the ground, good center of, I have a really good center of gravity. Uh, I don't know if it's low to the ground, but I, I've always prided myself in being physically fit and, and really um, have, have maintained my body strength, which, you know, if I were to tell any entrepreneur, please do that. I know you work very hard at your own physical strength and, and maintaining your health. And that is key. But the mountain climbing part is I just get this giddy kick out of like climbing mountains with high heels. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it is. It's maybe like, I'm going to show you, you know, some person's yes. running up behind me going, wait, wait, hold on. You're going to hurt yourself. And I'm going, ah, watch me. And, and it's just that attitude. I, mm-hmm. I think it's all the, the, the high heels, the leopard print is all about attitude. It just watch me go, watch me yes. go. i you know, you try to keep up. Uh, yes. So that's that's the story that they tell. I love that, and I, I I love that too because I am that chick who wears the stiletto heels, but I'm not sure how many years I have left to wear the stilettos. <laughs> so knowing that there's a fun, fashionable, sturdy option of like the three inch heel where it still gives me a little bit of height, I'll be I'll be really uh, excited for that season of life too, where all of a sudden my feet don't work. So I, I need. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> well, if you're going to climb mountains, don't do it in stiletto heels. No, uh, get the three inch sturdy option. Right, <laughs> and and I would I would recommend something like that would be better for running too. If you're not going to try running in a in a tennis shoe, so stilettos are not great for for no. running or climbing mountains. Metaphorical no. ones, maybe, but not real yes. ones. So. Right. Well, I want to talk a little bit about this, your book, and I, I want to let you go ahead and um, talk about it in just a moment. It's called The Dam Plan. And I was first introduced to this at, I believe, at that uh, workshop that I went to. And yes. your what you taught that day was so refreshing because, and maybe it was two years ago. It might have actually been two years ago. But um it was so refreshing because at that point in time, my business partner and I were um, just ending, I think, year five, maybe in business. And it was that year where we realized we need to get a handle on our business finances. And there's there's things we don't know, and we need to admit that we don't know them so that we can learn the lesson. And the way that you taught it was so eye-opening because it made me realize that our struggles were very similar to all the struggles that everybody in business has. And it's almost like this rite of passage that you have to go through to learn the lessons and to admit like, oh man, I've been doing this wrong when it comes to how I'm (laughs) handling our business finances. And I need to go to the experts and learn some things. And it, it was, it was just like one of the best things that, that I could have listened to because I think that it is impossible for us to actually grow in anything when we are stuck in guilt and shame about the fact that we're there. So let's dive into what the damn plan is about um, and and all the different ways that it can help people without going, you know, into all the coaching that you're going to do. But, you know, you know how to to say this in a nutshell. So tell us all about it. I don't know if I've figured out how to say it in a nutshell because it is the damn plan is born of my entire 30 year coaching experience and that 30 years of of coaching and supporting women entrepreneurs in particular and start having my own businesses, like I said earlier, learning the lessons, uh, turning those lessons into a guidebook for not only um, others, but also for myself. I mean, if you're not doing, you know, you can you can tell somebody to do something all day. But if you've never done it, if you've never felt the sting of not doing it, or you felt the joy of getting it right, uh, you're, uh, yeah, just button your lip. Don't be telling other people to do something you won't do. So I've learned these lessons the hard way um, and, and sometimes the easy way, because one of the smartest things I ever did was to get help and to get that coach for myself. So a lot of my most recent, you know, recent, uh, I don't even know how many years it's been, uh, they've flown, they've flown in a good way of just, you know, you, you massive action, good things, just this perpetual thing that's moving forward. So um, the damn plan and, you know, not to wander too far into the weeds is a book. It's called the damn plan, how to find freedom, love and money in your business. And those that trifecta is possible more than possible, and from my point of view, essential. It's not even just a pipe dream. It You need to design your business so that you have freedom, love, and money. Otherwise, you just simply burn out. So why did I call it the damn plan? Well, yeah, because I wear, you know, leopard print boots with three-inch heels. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I called, that's why I called it the damn plan. Because sometimes you're just going, damn, that was great. Or damn, yes. that didn't work out so good. But so that's where it started. That, you know, that's exactly where it started was this whole idea of, of, you know, saying damn and how fun it was just to to freely express, to to not hold it in, to not say, oh, I don't want anybody to know that I just messed up. Because the damn plan is all about the truth. And what you just said, uh, Mandy, is is it's about telling yourself the truth of your business, Hmm. the truth of your personal life. The truth, the truth, the truth. And where do we find the truth in our business? We find it in the numbers. Mm -hmm. We find it in the facts. Uh, The truth, by definition, is facts and reality. Mm -hmm. And, And there's no other way to make good quality decisions than if you know the facts. You just, 
Mm-hmm. You're just guessing. You're not making decisions. You're just simply guessing unless you know the facts. So D, the D in DAM is for determined decisions. And determined decisions are decisions that are backed up by the numbers, but also backed up with your resolve. In other words, you're not waffling back and forth. Oh, should I have done A or should I have done B? You're not waffling anymore. When you've made a determined decision, you are resolved to do what it's going to take to get it done. You're not looking back. Oh, geez, I should have done A. Nope, none of that. And then the A is act. So nothing happens until we get off the sidelines and act. We can be making great decisions. We can tell people all about our dream. We can be pumping ourselves up. Nothing happens until you take that first shaky step. And it's going to be a little shaky. It's, it's, you've, you've made some determined decisions. You've done your homework. But that first step might be just still a little bit shaky because you haven't, you're proving. You're proving, going into the proving grounds now when you act. And, you know, you could stop there uh, and, and say, okay, I'm on my way, right? That's working in your business. That's, you're working your business now. When you start working on your business is when you get to the M and the N. So the M is mind your business. In other words, you've acted, make sure you're measuring your results. Make sure you continue to know your numbers, not just at, on the, at the quarterly period of time or at tax time, which a lot of entrepreneurs do, uh, but every day. I mean, can you imagine, Mandy, getting up in the morning and knowing your financial position, how confident, how like, mm. or how ready to like kick some backside because yes. you're not in a good position. If you know you're not worried and mm-hmm. opens up your mind, you start getting creative, you start solving problems and you start moving, uh, whatever. It's great motivation to know your numbers one way or the other, both mm-hmm. positive and on the little bit of a tap on the backside. Um, the N is my favorite part of them. So it's D-A-M-N, decide, act, mind your business, no excuses. And it's just period. (laughs) No excuses. You know, we both live lives where there maybe were a few excuses from time to time that we could lay down and say, (sighs) but, you know, uh, no excuses. You, You might feel like, you might feel like just miserable, you know, but if you really want this dream to work, if you really want where you're going, you need to do, you need to get, keep going. You might have to take a step back and take a mental health day, physical health day. All of those things are just fueling the, you're fueling your engine, but no excuses, no excuses. Mm-hmm. You either want it or you don't. I mean, that's just, right. and, and maybe, you know, from time to time, I think, you know, I sound like someone's mom, <laughs> but you know what? You either want it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And I've come to that place because I know the cost. Mm-hmm. I know the cost of not following your dream, mm-hmm. not doing what you said you would do, making excuses, letting other people be your excuse. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I know the cost and it's it's not pretty. So I want people at 20 and 30 and 40. I want women at every stage, every season of their life to just mm-hmm. not let excuses keep them back. Oh. Uh, don't wait till you're 60 to come up with, you know, your no excuses attitude. Uh, yeah. Get it now. Whatever age you're at, get get a no excuses attitude. I love it's that. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> this this is so inspiring and something that so many people need to know. Men or, men or women need to know mm-hmm. this too, because, I, and I think sometimes that men maybe have a little bit more of that act and mind your business and, and determine decisions. Like they, they maybe have the damn plan in like <laughs> at their fingertips a little bit easier than women. And it's so fascinating because, you know, the two that I think really spoke to me in this is act and no excuses. And I know in our in our history of our business, we have, you know, we started out as life coaching for women and we mm-hmm. rebranded um gosh last year into mm-hmm. a company that really wants to um give leaders and entrepreneurs the skills to grow their influence and the hope to stay the course. And where our skills to grow your influence come in is with like helping people with their um their skills in blogging and website building and 
their their connection on social media and crafting their message. And so many times we've we've had clients that are that are authors or speakers and on top of like starting their own businesses. And every time somebody talks more about what they want than actually going to work to do it, you can kind of tell like you might mm-hmm. not be ready yet because you do have to grow a thicker skin and a, a stronger mindset to be able to do that. Because a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs want to know all the answers before they even, you know, act on that decision, right? And right. you can't. Like every decision, especially I don't know if this ever changes, you can tell me, but in my seven years of experience with this company and my decade of being a coach, in my experience, you don't know everything until you start acting because that's the case study. That's where you try it out. That's where you get to find out, okay, does this theory work? And what, you know, how are other people, you know, a kind of coming to it? Are they, do they grasp it? Do they understand it? Is, am I wrong? Like all these right. things, and there's never a guarantee, but you have to act to see anything. And then when you said, you know, the no excuses and the minding your business, um, it is so true because when you are, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, Rachel and I did a podcast episode and we talked about how when you are worried about paying bills in your business, mm-hmm. there's no creativity because no. you are stressed out and worried. And this is the first year where even in the midst of the pandemic, we have started being like to the point where we're having profit every month and it's it's different but we had to make that hard decision kim we had to let go of having a downtown office and let go of that mindset of what that meant or what it looked like versus what the reality of it was and that's a hard thing for entrepreneurs to come to terms with Oh, it is the hardest because, you know, our business is what we do. And it's definitely with you and Rachel. Uh, this is this is hard work. Mm-hmm. This is hard work. Mm-hmm. This is this is like we birthed this. We've given it. We, we stay up all night for it. We get down on our knees mm-hmm. for it. We, we, we just it. Our passion is is embedded into everything we do. And and when we have to, uh, you know, in writing, they talk about killing your darlings. Mm-hmm. You know, you, yeah. you write, you, you write, uh, you know, 40,000 words and some editor cuts it down to 20 because, you know, there was 20,000 words of darlings in there yep. and you're going, but I love that. I love that story. Why can't I tell it? Because it doesn't make any sense, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? And so when we put ourselves out there as entrepreneurs, you're absolutely right. The acting part is the, is the testing ground. And so many people say, well, I'm just, I'm not confident enough to act, or I'm not confident enough to mm-hmm. go out there. I just wrote this fun little ditty because my daughter is also my business partner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, when I first started, when we had to go to Zoom all the time, yep. okay, I'm not a camera person. I'm not somebody that goes, oh, look at me. I, I just not, you know, my dad would take candid snaps because I couldn't pose for not it was just ridiculous yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh so anyway I wrote this little ditty about how we want to be perfect you know mm-hmm. and, and now we've got all these cameras around us and and we see ourselves oh gosh you know and uh just you don't get confident you don't you don't move into that level of confidence and mastery without acting mm-hmm. it, it doesn't come first it does not no. come first. There isn't anybody that's ever walked this earth that became a master of their craft or a master at what mm-hmm. they do or known as the expert because they sat on the couch and wrote a manual of, you know, or or thought about it. Mm-hmm. They did it. They yep. did it, you know. I always think back, you know, when the kids were starting to walk, you know, and they'd get up on their little legs and kind of bang off all the walls like drunken sailors and, you know, back and forth and fall down and get up. They didn't know at that time mm-hmm. that walking was, you know, aerodynamically not <laughs> was going to be tough. Right. But they could do it, you know, and they just persisted. They kept mm-hmm. after it and they giggled and they rubbed their knees and maybe shed a few tears. And that's the entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. You, you, you keep the humor. You keep your belief in yourself. You just keep after it uh, mm-hmm. by acting. In your... It, 30 plus years of experience 
as a business owner and, and all, you know, the five different businesses that you've built, were there ever moments where you started to lose hope or maybe days where you woke up feeling hopeless, even though you still at the same time hoped that it would work out? And if so, how did you work through that? Well, this is where, this is really a huge part of this damn plan that I, you know, I didn't know way back when that I was working the damn plan. I didn't name it until I wrote the book. Okay. It didn't become the damn plan. I just was making my plan. I was, I was moving. I was always uh, kind of in that mode or survival forced me to be in that mode. So, you know, time for me when I was hopeless was uh, not unlike today. Not unlike what people are going through today, minus Zoom, minus video, mm-hmm. minus phones that weren't hooked to the walls. This was the 80s. And I was in the midst of a, a dream business. I, I'm a designer by, by nature, by trade. I've, I've, you know, I, uh, I owned an interior design workroom and designing amazing things for people, making their homes beautiful. And, and then the markets crashed. But that was just the economy. At the same time, I was pregnant with my second daughter and landed up flat on my back in bed in month. uh, My water broke in the fifth month. And um, so now I'm laying in bed and not only trying to save a business, but trying to save a life Mm. and uh, watching the world go by, you know, the hopelessness. I, I, Watching the world go by, literally out my window, watching my bank balance go by, watching my business go by, and not being able to do a a damn thing about it, but just having to be there in that moment. Um, By the time it was all over, uh, my daughter lived to be six months old, and she passed away, and the true hopelessness was watching that. knowing that there wasn't wasn't a thing I could do about it and having to say to the doctor by myself, my my ex-husband, my now ex-husband left me alone to do a lot of this. And there's kind of nothing worse than being alone mm-hmm. and not being alone. And I just simply, you know, I'm sitting there with the doctor and he said, how far do we take this? How far do we how invasive do we go to save this child's life? And the hardest thing I ever had to say is don't be Superman. Don't try to play God. Hmm. Um, and yeah, that was hope. <laughs> I was on my can. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I thought I was bottom bouncing. I thought that was the bottom, but so oftentimes in many people's lives, the bottom is not the bottom. Mm-hmm. It really isn't mm-hmm. the bottom. You just, you just kind of, you know, if you're a swimmer, you just kind of hit bottom of the pool real fast. And, you know, so I'm stepping out into this, but now I'm looking at a half million dollars in medical bills mm-hmm. that I can't pay that aren't covered by insurance. I'm looking at an economic crisis that has trashed my business. There's no work, there's no money. And it culminated with handing over the keys to my house, my car, everything mm-hmm. and starting over. Mm-hmm. And um, the one thing that I could take with me, and, and if I were to go back and tell myself anything about that time, because I tried to play Superwoman. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I tried to go in there. I got this, you know. I've got a I've got a five year old daughter, and and I've got to be strong for her. I was living, you know, six hundred miles away from family, and I didn't want to even tell them what mess my life was, both personally and my relationships. But, you know, that I was at the bottom of everything. I didn't say. I didn't tell my truth. I didn't speak my truth. And consequently, nobody could help me. So until I spoke my truth and still I said, and, and speaking my truth has been a big part of my journey. Like, I first copy of the book, I did not tell my truth. By the time I got to copy number five, I'm telling my truth. And it hurts. It hurts to tell your truth. It hurts to say, mm-hmm. I, you know, and if you're a strong person, which so many people are, uh, especially people that choose the entrepreneurial journey, they're strong. Mm-hmm. They, they've been told that they have to do it all alone. I just said, no, no, you don't. 
you don't. And the worst thing you will do is to try to do it all alone. So come at this with not only a giving spirit, but a receiving spirit. Mm-hmm. So that that's key. So I, uh, yeah, I hit bottom when the IRS sent me three brown manal envelopes telling me I was being audited for three years. And I called my girlfriend and I said, I thought I was at the bottom, but skip that. Yeah. I guess it can get slightly worse. So, uh, so anyway, you know, it's part of my journey, but what mm-hmm. it taught me is our lessons. It left scars. Mm-hmm. It left scars that now I recognize will never heal and they should mm-hmm. never, mm-hmm. you know, because our scars are beautiful. Our scars are, are, our life. Our scars mm-hmm. are those gentle reminders that say, reach out. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, if you hurt, reach out. If you, if you, uh, you don't have, you're not alone, mm-hmm. uh, call, call somebody. So uh, that was, that was hopeless for me. Mm-hmm. That was, that was the hopeless part of my life. I did not know that part of your story. So thank you for sharing it so vulnerably, because I think there's a lot of listeners who um, can identify with maybe similar circumstances in parts of that story, or even all of it, you never know. And you carry those losses with you always. Mm -hmm. And they they are the parts of you that are so hard to tell because of the pain that it brings with it. And at the same time, I, I love how you said that you, you're now sharing your truth because the truth of that loss and that pain and that hopelessness is exactly what somebody else needs to hear to be able to move forward and not be buried and stay silent in their own life. And that is yes, such a yes. powerful gift, Kim. So thank you for giving that on this podcast. Well, um, thank you for giving this giving me this space. Uh, these, like you said, these aren't easy stories to mm-hmm. tell, and this is the first time, Mandy. I'll just let you know this is the first time I've shared it. I've told people. People mm-hmm. know my daughter died. People know mm-hmm. I lost everything I had, but I always did that surfacey thing, you know, that yeah. little shield thing, that story yeah. we tell that's got a big barrier between us and reality or us mm-hmm. and the truth. Yeah, And we do that to protect ourselves. So there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. that. There will be a time uh, for, for those that are listening. Um, don't expect that, that you will be able to share with incredible vulnerability from day one. Right. Um, your time, your time mm-hmm. will come, but give yourself time. Give yourself the space. Give mm-hmm. yourself, uh, you, just give, give yourself what you need to feel deeply and from feeling deeply, that's where, you know, that's where the new hope comes in. That's mm-hmm. where the new possibility comes in is when you allow yourself to see those scars, that that grief or that loss as, as something other than just loss. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Thank you. I, you are so welcome. And I, I just can't help but look at my notes here of what I've written down about the damn plan. And I'm like, this is not just the damn plan for business, but for life. Because it, is. it, it really is. is. And and I, um, I don't think that you can separate your life from your business. I mean, you, mm-hmm. it's you, it's you as an entrepreneur in it. And I'm not just talking about Kim, I'm talking about every entrepreneur. It's you in your business. And you've got to find a way to share that truth because the truth of the type of loss you've had personally is always going to be uh, trickling down into your decisions and your perspective as an entrepreneur and in your business. Mm -hmm. And Rachel and I recently um, have been diving into this topic of, of hope and it's, it's, the topic of my TED talk that got postponed till August, 2021. Um, I'll be there. Yay. I'm so excited. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to be pitching that to a publisher here in the next couple months. So it's been a plan. I just, the timing of it uh, has arrived. And this whole idea that, you know, any of our loss is also some of our inner conflict. And that inner conflict is always going to steal our creativity and our confidence. And we have to be willing to look at it and the truth of it with, with, with like, vulnerability and honesty, because that's the Mm -hmm. only way that we can move forward and not 
keep making the same mistakes over and over again or just giving up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love this. Also, Kim, I am not surprised that this is the first time you've shared that because that just happens to be a thing that happens to me sometimes where we just get talking <laughs> and people share some of the deepest lessons they've they've learned and the deepest pain that they've gone through and, and how it's made them into who they are today. And so that happens. And I, I maybe should oh. give a warning to my guests like, oh. P.S. <laughs> P.S. This is going to go deep. But yeah. that is your Don't. gift. That. That is your gift. So don't ever, don't ever shrink back from it. Don't ever, ever, ever. That is truly your gift. I know so few people that can create that space. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's a gap. It's like standing in the gap for somebody. It's, it's, it's creating that space of genuine, well, there's some just silence, just Mm -hmm. some being, just some low pressure zone, whatever you want to call it, where, all right, I feel safe now. Mm-hmm. I feel safe now to share my story. Oh, well, uh, thank you. So your gift is is incredible. No, don't deny. Don't don't. No excuses. No, okay. no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that encouragement because I'm learning that sometimes in in life and business, people come and go, and sometimes mm-hmm. when they go, it can get a little bit vicious. And yeah. if they've been vulnerable with you or you've been vulnerable with them. Sometimes they can throw that back at you. And I think that's that's one of the uh, hardest lessons I've had to learn. And over the last year, it's somehow become that thing where now I realize I know who I am. Like, I think this is the epitome of confidence, knowing Mm -hmm. who you are as a person and what you stand for. And also knowing that no matter how good you treat somebody or how hard you try to, to be a, a safe place for them, if they are coming from a place of insecurity and shame, they're going to color you in whatever way they need to to feel safe and there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. And, and I think that's something that every entrepreneur, every creative person needs to come to terms with because it can be really hard and it can be hurtful. Oh, yeah. And just because oh, yeah. you grow a thick skin doesn't mean it doesn't hurt anymore, but it, it does mean that you can keep staying focused and mm-hmm. not give in to those excuses because it's really easy to turn that into an it excuse is. of, oh, yeah. well, I shouldn't do that anymore because I make people feel this way. No, uh, uh, one person said they feel that way and, and a multitude of others say they feel the way that I hope they would feel when they're with right. me. So yeah. let that be an encouragement to anybody listening because it the road of an entrepreneur is... It is hard. It does get lonely sometimes, and it mm-hmm. will, uh, it, it will challenge your character at every level. Is what I'm finding. <laughs> well, and I love that you mentioned that really how they color you based on their own lack or of confidence or their own uh, conflict within themselves. And so, oftentimes, that is the truth. Uh, mm-hmm. That uh, it's not about you at all. Uh, in my you know, have you do enough customer service and you kind of know why people are yelling at you. Uh, that yes. it's probably not about you or the broken toaster. It is mm-hmm. about, you know, it, it's about something deeper. And when we as people, as entrepreneurs can really step across that line and mm-hmm. uh, create those spaces where people can, you're going to, you're going to help them feel better. It won't work for everybody. Right. And I think that's, that's a big lesson learned is, uh, and one of my designers way back when in that first business, one of my interior designers that worked with me, um, very seasoned uh, persons, uh, individual, she said, Kim, you can't be everything to everyone. Mm-hmm. And that has stuck with me for how many years now? But I didn't always believe it. I'll, I'll just mm-hmm. say, I mean, it, it, there's part of us, whether it's feminine, whether it, whatever it is that says, We've somehow got to fix everyone and take care of everyone Mm -hmm. and everyone's got to like us and we're a failure if they don't all like us. Well, it's just not the reality of being a human. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to fit like a glove with some people. We're going to, you know, bounce straight off of other people. And Mm -hmm. we don't, as business owners in particular, we need to focus on the people that we're a good fit with, with our ideals. Mm -hmm. And not settle for less than that ideal. Uh, continue to be authentic. Don't morph what you do uh, to to please somebody that's not your ideal. They just yes. don't, because then mm-hmm. you're going to 
you know, and I've had businesses that that I morphed to mm-hmm. fit somebody else. And when I and it's the current one I'm in, actually. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, somebody said, well, can you do this? Uh, you know, I don't want what you've got over here. Can you do this? And I, uh, oh, yeah, I got to please you. So off I mm-hmm. went. And yeah, it's made, you know, it's not been unprofitable, but it wasn't this mm-hmm. work. It yes. wasn't this work. So eventually, um, that ate on my mm-hmm. my soul. And that's why freedom, love, and money. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're not loving it, if you get up in the morning and go, oh, dang it, I got to do this again. Mm-hmm. I got to I got to work with this person just for money. Mm-hmm. No, it takes away that love and you've got to love it. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to be madly, passionately in love with it because yeah, it, it needs unconditional love. So, yes, absolutely. Anyway, so I just, um, you know, it, it's, it's exactly where it, where it has to go. Um, yeah. I think I think that um, that idea of you can't be everything to everyone. I know that is definitely something that I've had to work through, and Rachel and I have had to work through at Rayma Team, and just realizing like that that idea. I love how you said that you didn't believe it at first because I think that's why entrepreneurs don't like to do those exercises where you write down your ideal client. I know we didn't Mm -hmm. for a really long time. And just over the last like six months, we've been getting a little bit more clear on it and doing our own journal exercises on who is our ideal client. And I learned that's like, I came up with, I think, I think four of them, four different ideal clients. And I'm still going through the process of, of journaling this because I never have before. I've always avoided it. And (laughs) I realized that one of them is actually not one of my ideal clients. It's actually somebody that it's like they they look like they are at first glance, but when I dig into how I'm describing their mindsets and everything, I'm like, I've learned I can't actually work with that person. Right. And and not that this is a real person. This is just a character that I'm making up, but it's I think that's just as important and you can't know that until you act and jump into business and try it out. And I think trying out some of those things that are just paying the bills that you maybe kind of like, I think that's part of the process for every entrepreneur, but you do get to a point too, where it's like, I got to stop doing that because it's draining me. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's taking away energy more than it's actually feeding it. And I know when we were um, in quarantine, just even like this late spring, early summer, we had to have some hard conversations of, okay, where do we want to go? What do we want to do? I was sitting there thinking, are we even going to stay as a team? Are we going to break apart? Like, am I supposed to do things alone? And we had some really tough conversations. And at the end of the day, in all of that, when I was thinking about things for myself, all I kept thinking is there is nothing else I would rather do than this. Like, I don't know what Mm. I would do. I know I am capable of doing a lot of things just to pay bills. And, and I know, you know, I have a lot of skills that I can give to other entrepreneurs to be a support staff for them. But the thing that's lighting me up every day, this is it. Yeah. I just need a rest because I was burnt out. And, Mm -hmm. and I think that knowing that, like, I, I don't know how many cycles of that you go through as an entrepreneur, but I would guess that it's not a one-time thing. Uh, Not a one-time thing. It can, it can feel, you know, I've had moments where it was just about daily, Mm -hmm. you know, just, just about daily, just grinding, picking it back up, you know, having to take that short retreat. But then you, it sneaks up on you and you, you fall back into old habits. So in the damn plan, I call them default behaviors. Okay. So uh-huh. it could be a default yes. behavior about how you spend your time. Mm-hmm. It could be a default behavior of saying yes when you should say no or no when yep. you should say yes. It could be, you know, it's those knee jerk things. Yeah. You know, my dad always used to call them knee jerk. Uh, and it's, um, and, and we have to be mindful of them because mm-hmm. we can take that rest. We can walk away and say, nope, nope. But then, our brain goes, but you were making money over there. You were making money over there. Yes. You could go back there. And it really, you know, if you're, mm-hmm. and, and maybe it's not wrong to go back. You know, I don't want people to think that there's a wrong answer here because there's more than one right answer. Right. There, there is. And, mm-hmm. and business is personal. That means the way you run your business and the way I run my business is personal. Mm-hmm. And it has to work. There's some principles, the damn plan principles, the mm-hmm. decide, act, mind your business, no excuses. And yeah, everybody's got to do those. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, and you've got to know your numbers. It's just, those are the critical things that you have to pay attention to your ideal clients and you have to be, you know, those technical things, Mm -hmm. but how you run your business, what it offers is personal. Mm -hmm. Uh, You do, you can have the same message as someone else, but you're offering it in your way, Mm -hmm. your unique way. You can have the same products. Uh, You know, you go to any small tourist town with all the little gift shops and everybody's got the same thing. Mm -hmm. So ask yourself why you buy the same thing at one place and not at the other. A lot of people Mm -hmm. don't even think about that. Yeah, that's a good question. But it had to do with that personal, Mm -hmm. it had to do with a feeling or maybe it was that lady behind the counter that, you know, uh, cracked a joke with you or Mm -hmm. whatever it was they had the same product, but they were selling it in their own personal way. Mm -hmm. So it could be, you could be a beautician and be giving everybody the same haircut or a stylist and give, you know, given that haircut, you learned how to give when you were in styling school, but the way you do it keeps Mm -hmm. your customers, gets you your ideal customers. My, the gal that does my hair is probably not for everyone. (laughs) So, but Mm -hmm. she is booked 24 seven, I swear, Uh, you know, need a new one right now. So it's a, um, yeah, just, I mean, it's personal. So don't, yeah, uh-huh. don't, we get into those comparisons. Stuff we do. That's, that's a whole nother podcast. Right? I, 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 and I think we should do this again sometime. I have, I always absolutely enjoy our conversations oh, and one of these you. days we'll hug in person again. Yes, um, we will. <laughs> but yes, we will. I want to end today with letting my listeners know how they can get in touch with you and, and get the book, The Damn Plan. So where can we find you? Okay. Mandy, the, the best way to find me is on Facebook. All right. Okay. That's at, uh, Kim Nagel and Nagel is spelled N-A-G-L-E, but you'll probably get to me anyway. Kim Nagel at the damn plan. And that's our, our business Facebook page. And there's a community of people that we're gathering. And when we teach classes, mm-hmm. we also create par- private groups. So mm-hmm. if you're a, a class participant, you get to jump into what we call our damn planners. Mm-hmm. And it's a group of women who are willing to kick each other's backside with love. Mm-hmm. And they push on each other. We have them tell their truth in that private group. Uh, and get that positive feedback that that mojo going that we all need. So we do we go beyond that Facebook page to having those things. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I have a YouTube channel, and the YouTube channel is where we're sprinkling out all sorts of uh, uh, business things you can do today. You know, here's mm-hmm. mind your cash flow. I just did a three part series on cash flow confidence, and you know, it's just the technical aspects mm-hmm. and things to think about around cash flow. And, you know, putting out break even uh, Mm -hmm. so that people can use that as a tool uh, for making their decisions. So we're 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 really coming at this with a giving spirit. And just we, we, you know, for me personally, my daughter is my business partner. She is also an independent business owner. Mm -hmm. She owns her own company as well. And, you know, we've got this combined years of experience that we just know that we we have something to give. Mm -hmm. So we're out there doing it. My website is kimnagel.com. And that's where you can actually pre-order the book. You can find out more as we are launching the new classes. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are launching one right now um, that uh, we're doing in partnership with North Dakota Women's Mm -hmm. Business Center. And uh, so, but we'll be doing that one again. It's all about making that pivot. Uh, I was just talking to Sandy. I said, we're going to have to come up with the pivot dance. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that'll be a good one. Have a, have, a, have a pivot dance that yeah. we can do because, you know, pivoting is something that I, I look at it, the pivot as, as a dance. It, mm-hmm. is, it is knowing how to do the steps. So the way you pivot is by working your damn plan, mm-hmm. having, knowing your numbers. You, you can't yeah. pivot. You don't even know if you need to pivot right. unless you know your numbers. So uh, that's the first step. And I, of course, as a keynote, I'm, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I, I can't wait till we can all get back in person and on stage right. and be telling the story. Yeah, but we'll, awesome. that'll be, that'll come soon. And before that, we're going to max out all of these great mm-hmm. tools that we have and use them to keep in touch. Because if I can remind Absolutely. your listeners that, you know, the one thing I would say to myself and to mm-hmm. all my clients is don't go it alone. 
Mm-hmm. There are times when you're going to need to do a lot of the work yourself, but that's not the same as going it alone. Mm-hmm. Going it alone is when you don't share your truth with someone else. Absolutely. And let I them love know. that. We will be sure to link all of all of the uh, links in the uh, the page notes of of this podcast. So be sure that you go click on that because it'll be right there for you so that you can find Kim. I am excited, Kim. I am actually going to be going through the damn plan with you in the CTV in uh, in <laughs> September. So I, I have it blocked off in my planner already. So I'm there. And anybody that's thinking of being a part of that, I highly recommend it. Um, as you can tell from from Kim's chat with me today, she is passionate about what she does. She comes from not only being passionate about it, but having experience to help you through the highs and lows. So um, check her out for sure. And Kim, we will have you back again sometime. I'm I'm sure of it. Oh, I would be honored. I would be honored to help your 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 clients your people, you in any way that I can. Um, This is true. I'm I'm at that place where I can honestly say the work I do is coming right, right from there. I love that. Well, thank you, my friend and overcomers. We will be with you again next week with a brand new episode. Until then, may you be healthy, stay creative and have a dangerous hope. (laughs) Bye-bye. guys, thanks again for listening. I'd love to hear the takeaways that you got on today's episode. So let's hang out on social media. My favorite place to be is on Instagram. And you can find me at She Who Overcomes Podcast. And I'd be so grateful if you left a review before you go as well. You just might hear your name and your takeaway at the beginning of an upcoming episode. Oh, yeah. And if you're ready to work through your own inner conflict and spark hope again, my new ebook and coaching video called How I Wish It Would Have Gone is available for only $9.97 at raymateam.com. You can get it today. That's R-A-Y-M-A-T-E-A-M dot C-O-M, raymateam.com. All right, my coffee is cold, so I gotta go. See you next week.